0: Welcome to Resilient Love Podcast.
1: Join hosts Quentin and Brianna as they discuss tips on love, life, and business. Let's get into this next episode. Hey everybody.
0: Hey everybody.
1: What's up? We're back with another episode of Resilient Love. No. Okay, he came in with the love a little late. But anyway, <laughs> um, so today's episode is really good. I'm excited already. I know you say it's really good. It's gonna be really good when you hear it. Um, I've got a question for you guys before we even get started. Do you recognize your opponent? Do you recognize your opponent this month? We're talking about getting your fight back, and we have a special guest with us, Miss Tasha Wilson. And we're gonna go ahead and allow her the floor to just share. And so, without further ado, here's Miss Tasha. Hi, hey. hello, <laughs> so glad
2: so, to be here. Glad
1: to, glad have, to you. have you.
0: Um, so I'm gonna jump right into the first question, which is, Will we will allow you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Everyone has a story. Share your journey with us.
2: All right. Um, my journey is so unconventional. I always don't know which way to start, but um, <laughs> I'll start with my name. Uh, my name is Tasha Wilson. I'm also known as Tasha W, the Messenger of Hope, and that name just basically is an external. Feature of who I am intrinsically. Um, I've always been one to bring light into into a room. I'm always one to uh, give hope to others who feel either burdened or brokenhearted. Um, it's been like that since I was a child. Um, it's just that I didn't start embracing it until I became an adult. So um, that's where that name came from. A lot of people are like, "That's a cute, catchy name," but I'm like, "It's my life," you know? <laughs> right. so that's just who I am. Um, I've had my own experience of pain, hardship, um, even questioning God about my identity, um, questioning God about my purpose, because I just felt like everything that I associated myself with was always trauma and never really understanding the light at the end of the tunnel, which we'll get into further later. But, um, yeah, it really took the trauma the pain and pitfalls where i actually understood my why um why i was created um why i was set apart why i was different and most importantly why i was unique
1: wow Mm -hmm. the messenger of hope i I already feel hopeful right now just having this conversation um (laughs) you just bring that spirit with you and so it leads me to ask this question because as we have been talking I noticed that you have a particular subject line or, or a closing line in your email and it says your past is an identifier, not your identity or mm-hmm. excuse me, what it, it, it does not define you. Tell mm-hmm. us the message behind that quote.
2: So that's something I always um, carry with me, um, honestly, because I got caught up in my past and I really didn't see my way around it. I just felt like my past was the end all be all. Um, I felt like I was damaged goods, honestly. I just felt like my past was so unbearable that how could something useful come out of it? And so what I really had to do was to... Start doing some positive self-talk and really look at myself in the mirror and face the things that I didn't want to address and really say, you know what, Tasha, your past is really just labels, right? They're just a part of who you are, but it's not the core of who you are. Like, who are you ultimately? And, you know. We always say apply pressure and that's what your past really does. It really applies the pressure for you to really tap into that greatness that you never knew existed. And so that's why I always say it's an identifier, but it's not who you are because everyone is not going to look at you based upon the things that you've experienced or what other people have called you or named you to be. They're going to look at for who you are in the present moment for face value.
1: Wow. The present moment at face value. Present moment at face value, you are the messenger of hope. Face value.
0: Face value. <laughs> wow. That, that was, that's powerful. Um, so our next question is, once you recognize that your opponent was not the enemy, but your inner me, how did this experience make you more resilient?
2: Wow. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a loaded question.
2: <laughs> it definitely taught me to be courageous. Um, and so my book was birthed from that. Um, recognize your opponent when your greatest in- enemy is your enemy. Um, it's easy to place blame on other people. It's easy to place blame on situations. But when you have to really understand that you are self-sabotaging where you can excel, that's when you really understand that there's like a turning point in your life, right? Because sometimes we have fear. Um, Sometimes there's that hesitation that we just think that we're going to fail. And it's like, how can you fail something that you're not even trying to attempt, right? And so that's where that enemy came in. It's like, but you are the one who's limiting yourself. You ha- you're like scratching the surface, but it's like you know you kind of put your big toe in the deep end and you like, "No, I'm good." right? And- <laughs> oh and then, like who is that serving ultimately? And so you have to understand that your purpose is bigger than you. And it's like if you're afraid to go to the next level, who else are you hindering in the process? And so really you know, being vulnerable, you got to be honest with yourself, you got to really face that mirror. I know a lot of times we kind of look in the mirror when we dressing up and going out, but who are you under those layers? Um, who are you, especially as women, when that makeup is off? Who are you, right? right. If you can't answer that question, that's when you have to be intentional on doing that hard work. Mm. I love that the hard
1: work getting to the heart of the matter and really zoning in on your purpose. And you know, I want to also take a moment now to just dig a little deeper into your purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, when you re- recognize that it was actually Tasha that mm-hmm. needed to get right, it was Tasha. How did you take that momentum and birth out this book? And then, of course, your nonprofit, like, how did that birth?
2: Oh my gosh. It was scary. Um, (laughs) because I tell everyone, um, and of course you probably pick up on it. Um, naturally I'm an introvert, but you know, I just operate in extroverted spaces and I'm kind of like, what is going on? Like why me? Right. But, um, it really, taught me the importance of my voice and the value that I had with it. Um, because if I truly relied on my own strength, then I would just be hiding all the time. And I, it really taught me to, to say, Tasha, it's not about you. Um, Tasha, it's not about how you feel. You gotta move past those emotions and do what's uncomfortable in order to get what's done necessary. And so um, once I realized that my purpose really was to be a speaker, it it was the scariest thing ever. I promise you. Um, (laughs) I was just like, uh, you expect me to share my story in front of people I don't know. Like how, why, what? But I understood that how people felt after I shared my story, that's what mattered. Um, And so it really gave gave me the endurance to keep going. And so I still to this day have people who are still purchasing my book. My book was published in uh, 2019 and people are still publishing as if it was just published yesterday, right? And yeah. you have no idea how I can identify with everything that you're saying right now because the purpose and the intent of the book is for you to carry it throughout every season of your life. It's not just a pit stop. It's just one of those things that you can use as a point of reference to continue yeah. to look back on and then move forward and excel with. And so same with my organization. Um, I use my personal story of being sexually assaulted as the foundation for that um and knowing how i felt of not having a community not having a sisterhood i'm not feeling like i had a healthy outlet to share my journey that's how that organization was established and even if your sexual experience doesn't look like mine it still holds the same amount of weight it's still credible Um, and even if people who are dealing with grief and loss it's another way for you to unpack how you're feeling process those things, because, you know, in our community, it's just kind of like we dwell on it for that moment. And then that's it. We don't look at the importance of really acknowledging how we feel and owning it. So
0: you, you said one key thing, you said the word unpack caught me Mm -hmm. because typically we pack everything in the suitcase. Mm-hmm. But never focus. We take no focus on really unpacking and dealing with it. Yeah. And organizing it where it needs to go.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I really love that point. That's so key.
1: Very key. And uh, if you guys haven't caught it already, we are talking with Miss Tasha Wilson, a.k.a. Tasha W. The Messenger of hope we want you guys to make sure that you grab her book and we have that right here Scrolling at the bottom of your screen Recognize your opponent when the greatest enemy is your enemy and we do have another question for you uh, Because we want people to really catch what the next thing is for tasha. W
0: absolutely and so the next question is overall we appreciate you sharing your story of perseverance and strength with us and our listeners share with our audience where they can follow you and other final comments.
2: All right. So I'm on Instagram. Um, my handle is life with Tasha W underscore. I also have a website, www.tashaw.net. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Tasha W. The Messenger of Hope. You can find me there. Um, I usually have weekly inspiration, um, words of encouragement um, upcoming for the month of March. My organization, the Royalty Refine Movement, we're actually having a virtual uh, royalty networking mixer. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of come along and actually find our rhythm and understand the balance and art of busyness. Um, you know, we have it distorted where busy just means have a lot of things on your checklist and keep doing it. But we really talk about the impact and power behind the things that you're actually doing. How do you make your busyness become less of an idol and more productive? And so we have two people who will share their experience of dealing with life because, outside of being a business owner, um, you know, an author and things like that, there's still life that I have to deal with. And I think sometimes people forget that you are human at the end of the day. So it's just a moment for us to really relax and unwind. And of course, my book is available on Amazon. Um, You just type my name in, Tasha Wilson, all three of my books will show up. But most importantly, really get that latest one. Recognize your opponent, because I really think that will carry you more along the way.
0: I, I definitely see uh, the messenger of hope.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I really, we have really enjoyed this conversation. And you have definitely encouraged us to know that it first starts with us. And I hope everybody caught that, that you have to unpack your mess. <laughs> Let me say it straight unpack your mess so that you can be your best. I like to rhyme sometimes. Yes, I love it.
0: <laughs> okay, you need to put that on a t-shirt <laughs> and you you um pointed out that you know we all have some level of mess no matter how much makeup no matter how many suits how many fine clothing we wear it doesn't matter we all have a level of mess that we really do we have to unpack
1: yeah and that's the only way you get your fight back yeah is really get that inner strength mm-hmm. to really Look in the mirror, as you said. What MJ say? I'm starting with the man in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm asking him to change his ways. And so I think once we do that, it will make us powerful. And you guys, we're going to have her links in the description box for you all to connect with her, have that conversation. Also, do that shout out. Tell everybody how your book has made it on a collegiate
2: campus. Yes. So my book has made it to the campus of Johnson C. Smith University. Um, Right now, I'm known as the girl in the box. Um, And you'll get that once you see the cover of the book. And when I tell you that book has been transformative on that campus, like a lot of people are really owning up. Like to their stories. And I think that's the biggest part. Sometimes we kind of hide things and push back and we don't want to think about them anymore, or we've dismissed them for so long that we forget that they exist until something triggers us. And so that book has been a useful tool for a lot of students who deal with imposter syndrome, people who are dealing with different life transitions, um, you know, learning how to rediscover who they are. Because one thing I want everyone to know is that once you are able to identify who you are and embrace the stuff that you've gone through, your experiences, it's a continual journey. It's not a one-size-fits-all, so everyone's story is going to look different. Everyone's healing process is going to look different. And everyone's strategy is going to look different. But just know what works for you, and you will only know that until you recognize your opponent.
1: Okay, y'all. She dropped the whole nugget right there. <laughs> Listen, all my John C. Uh, Smith University uh, graduates or people that are there currently, I want you to know, get her book. It's right on your campus. Right. And, I, and actually, everybody who's listening, go over to Amazon, grab the book. We have the book, and we appreciate you for taking time with us. And I want we want everybody to know as we close out, recognize your opponent. It's really you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you Thank guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. <laughs> See ya.
0: See ya. (laughs) Thank you to all listeners and subscribers follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.
1: Leave us a five-star review on Apple so that we can continue sharing resilient love. Thanks for listening.